Good day. Good day. <laughs> Good day, we say to you, dear audience. Hello, weirdos. It's feeling like a very newsy week, don't you think? It is. I think it's time for another news roundup. Welcome back to a Weird Religion News Roundup. The time of year, the time of the month, the time... Whoa, no. <laughs> what? Just... My name is Brian Doak. I'm a biblical scholar, and you know, I'm excited about my news stories. My name is Leah Payne. I'm a historian, and I'm also excited to review the news of the last couple of weeks. As you all may know, if you are regular listeners, every now and then, Brian and I like to try to shock each other or make each other laugh with stories that are both (laughs) newsy and weird and religious. So the game goes like this, in case you're new, and you can look at a back catalog of some of these from 2021, which I think honestly are still evergreen. They are still funny. You can still listen to them, but um, (laughs) basically each of us calls through through our voluminous internet browsing Let's say for this time, five stories Yes, that we think will shock and delight the other, but crucially, which we hope the other has not seen. Yes. We went from texting these stories to each other just for fun to sharing that experience with you. So we went I'm pretty from, excited. We went from texting the stories <laughs> to each other to actively hiding the stories. Fact, I'm always like, I hope because, he doesn't know this one yet. Because the key is like, you don't want to duplicate it. The key is you want to find a new story mm-hmm. that you think. And, and maybe, maybe dear listener, these are stories that, that you've tracked with, but I suspect you've probably missed a bunch of these. Yes, I'm pretty excited. These are weird. And we're, we're being a little generous because this is our first news roundup of the new year, 2022. Yes, happy we're be- new year. We're being a little generous about what counts as recent, okay? So just, you know, hang in there. It's recent-ish, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's kind of like, let's say 2022 is fair game, okay? <laughs> okay, can I start? You're up. I've got one for you. I'm excited. This is a little obscure, but I'm going to show you a picture. We'll see how obscure it is. It is a, a tweet that I thought would go viral. Let me see. And it's a okay, red sweatshirt. It's, it's a red hoodie. That says, God period is period dope. Talk to me period. about the form, the meme format of a period after each word. Talk about its well, psychological effect. It's yeah. religious effect in this particular God is dope hoodie. I feel, I feel that the period is sort of like the equivalent, the ancient equivalent, modern equivalent of Selah. Like, Selah in the Psalms. Like, let's just stop, think on that. Stop and think about it. God is dope. Now, the joke is, you scroll up a little bit and you see that... Brian Banks, PhD, has captioned this. Marks would have loved this hoodie. Oh, <laughs> get the laugh. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Now, okay, let me comment on what I think is actually fascinating about the Marx quote mm-hmm. and about the God is dope. Okay, mm-hmm. so Marx has a famous quote. Religion is the opium of the people. But I think it's worthwhile to quote that whole quote in full because... Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe your poster there is not quite correct because it's not totally clear to me that that religion's the opening of people is as this negative. Is like, this is, I wish you were on Twitter because then you could, you could be the first one who's like, well, well actually, actually, no, this is my moment to mansplain. <laughs> I learned, you know, I learned this. I first read Marx in a serious way as a master's student in a class taught by uh, Robbie Jones, now of PRI, Whoa, big famous. star, big well, star now. Robbie, tweet people. us, hello. But back before he was famous, he was my professor at Missouri State University. 
And we read a little Marx. And the, the longer quote is, and I'm quoting it here from just a, a quote, of a, a translation I found online. Religion is the sigh of the oppressed creature, the heart of a heartless world, and the soul of soulless conditions. It is the opium of the people. Now, what do you, like in that fuller context, do you think the quote, do you think that makes religion sound negative or less than negative? I, what's, what's your I take on it? I think in a full Marxist concept, uh, you know, context, I would think, that there's still, I think we should still just think about the functionality of opiates. And yes. I think that this tweet still stands. Okay. In my my humble opinion, <laughs> Marx probably would have loved yes. that. Yeah, it, I, I don't think you're wrong about the full context. <laughs> I do think though it adds. It is fancy it adds that little, you took a class from Robbie. Robbie, it, it, you know, it adds some, it, I think the full quote adds texture. You much think? much like a fuller understanding of Nietzsche's famous God is dead and we have killed him. Mm -hmm. it, the fuller texture of that, he's not saying this like, ha ha, like he's a new atheist or like an ex-evangelical. He's saying, Nietzsche was saying that like with horror, like God is right. dead. We've hid the body. Oh no, we don't have anything to like legitimate who we are anymore. Thus, we're going to have to like assert our great will as Uber mentioned, really not Uber women, probably for Nietzsche <laughs> out <laughs> into not. the world. You know, I don't so think so. I think there's texture there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily, the hoodie should be more popular than it is. Maybe. I, th I think the hoodie, um, well, I think this joke works from, from Brian Banks. I think it works because I'm with you. It, um, it, it sort of let, it's kind of a wink at probably not what the person who created the sweatshirt was aiming to yes. demonstrate. No, I, I doubt that there was a Marxist critique, <laughs> but, I think it's mind, pretty funny. but uh, I, you know, I got to give it to you for that one. Let's that was, uh, bring that joke into a wider circulation. That was a good one. We got a lot of mileage <laughs> off that. Okay. Your turn. Um, Okay, speaking of football, Super Bowl just passed. Mm -hmm. Did you watch, by the way? Oh, yes. Well, sort of. I have two small children running yeah. around. I did watch the halftime show. Okay. Greatly enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. Did you watch it? I, it? There was a slight smirk at like the kind of geriatric feel of it all. Oh, I loved like it. Like seeing Dre look like a billionaire grandfather. He is a billionaire he, for sure. Yes. He's not a grandfather. I, I interpreted them as the elder states people of, 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 of music, yep. hip hop, yeah. rap. I mean, Mary J. Blige is a Pentecostal, is a, is a daughter of Pentecostalism. So I always I, feel you, like I want to point yes. that out every time and she just <laughs> killed it. She did I, such a good job. I thought, okay, yeah. to borrow to borrow a phrase from our ex, our former president, mm -hmm. I thought that overall the show lacked energy. Lacked energy. What? Although Mary J was not lacking in energy. And no, no. Kendrick no. was amazing. Oh. The dancing, the performance there. Kendrick does nothing for like five years, just total silence. And then he comes out and in the Super like, Bowl. Genius. I, Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, we're what I thought we're, was- We're very excited about this. What I thought was great about it, and this has nothing to do with <laughs> religiosity, maybe was, okay, LA was clearly on display to, yes. to great effect. It was like a huge advertisement for yes. California. But yes. one of the things that I really appreciated was the sound and the camera work. Mm. Because a lot of times when you see Super Bowls, there's like all of a sudden someone's singing and you can't hear them or it's wrong, it's yes. tinny. And it yes. was just beautiful. And, and I were, thought- You were appreciating excellent. the finer things. I really was. My I, was I, saw a a I saw a meme. There were a lot of jokes beforehand that they should bring back a hologram of Tupac. Oh no. And someone said, we asked for a hologram of Tupac. We got 50 Cent upside down. <laughs> like- <laughs> Best we, can, did, best we can do is the, Fiddy upside the 50 down. Cent, I saw a 50 cent meme that said when he was hanging upside down, 
that 50 cent is what I look like when I'm trying to unplug my, when I'm trying to reach under my bed and unplug my phone, I was you a know, little, from the charger. I was, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He does kind of, I was a little worried for him. Okay. Yeah. When I was watching, great. and this is going back a little bit, but I think still relevant. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a commercial during the Super Bowl. Lots of fun commercials, a little underwhelming, but yeah, that was low energy. I agree. We get hyped up for it, but it'll never match the energy it seemed to have decades ago. But mm-hmm. I saw a TV ad during a football game this past NFL season, okay. and I want to play it for you, and oh. we're going to need you to narrate it a little bit for the audience because there are no words in the ad. It's just music, but let's have a look at this, and okay. I want to I, I wanna, I go down a rabbit hole with this a little bit, so um, I want to turn on the volume so it doesn't blast people's ears right. out. Here it is. This is an ad I saw. Tell me what's going on. What do you see? This to me looks like... Depression era photo- photography updated for the 21st century, a single, pandemic age. Homeless person, mm-hmm. sinks, uh, single mother rubbing her eyes at a computer. Yeah, yeah. Businesses are for sale. People, a mom, farms. Look, look at that mom sleeping on the floor. Pennies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait, wait for it. Here we go. Look, look, look. Jesus struggled to meet ends too. He gets, he gets us. us. He Jesus. gets us. Okay. Wow. So I saw that and I was like, I Googled it right away because okay. I was like, who did that ad? And yeah. I was like- who? Okay, wait. I would guess. I had my first guess. All right. Go for it. LDS. Okay. Latter-day Saints. Fascinating. Okay. I'm going to come back to that. Just okay. hold that. Don't don't be looking on your computer. Okay. Just let me reveal this. Let me have this moment. <laughs> so I looked it up and he gets us. It had no information. The ad was there and there was some he gets us. Jesus shared our struggles. Wow. You know, depression era mm-hmm. pictures. Kind of mm-hmm. COVID era depression. Yeah. Say. What's the photo? Migrant mother, I think, is that famous photo of the woman who's... Okay, keep, yep. going. keep going. Very similar vibes to that. So okay. you can go to hegetsus.com and you can see okay. it or, or Google the He Gets Us commercial. We'll put the link up. We, by the way, listeners, we always put all the links up to all the news stories. So I looked the, at this this website and it looks... The He Gets Us? Yeah. You're not supposed to look. I'm going to reveal this to Sorry, you. Sorry, I in can't a, help myself. I'm going to reveal this to you in a tiered... <laughs> System of reveals. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I look it up and nothing's there. I went back to it weeks later because I was like, mm-hmm. who is this shadowy group? Because my guess was I thought it was like an evangelical thing, but then I thought it's like, is this mainliner kind of liberal progressive thing? Because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like Jesus gets it's confusing. us. But it yeah. seemed to be calling for some kind of conversion kind of thing that mm-hmm. would be unlike the liberal mainline. Mm-hmm. So I was very confused. I found the group behind it finally. It's a group called the Servant Foundation. That sounds really sketchy. It sounds sketchy, right? It so does. I looked it up even more deeply. Okay. And I found on open990.org, which puts the um, tax information of mm-hmm. public, you know, nonprofits and stuff. Oh, right. I found this fascinating thing. I was I was looking around. They have this category of purpose and programs, mission and significant activity. Here's what it's called. Okay. It says and I'm tracking them from 2010 to today. Their mission was enable faithful stewards to give wisely to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay. Budget 2010, $1,086,000. Nice. Let, let nice. Me, however, you can buy a lot of internet ads for that. A lot of internet ads, a lot of Facebook ads, not a lot of TV though during a football game. But I wouldn't let, think. But let me read you their total program expenses starting in 2010. $1 million, $1.4 million, mm-hmm. $1.1 million. Now we're up to 2014. $1.9 million. Little leap there. March 2016, 4.5 million. March 2017, 4.5 million. March 2018, 6 million. Okay, it's growing. Wow. Wait, now in March 2019, the mission or significant activity changes too. 
The organization is a global Christian grant-making educational foundation. See Schedule Zero, including donor-advised funds, educational curriculum focused on growing generosity to solve the world's greatest problems like community development, water, education, and religion that partners with people who want to use the power of biblical generosity to solve the world's greatest problems and the biggest reveal, the total program expenses jump from $6 million to $353,671,000 million and $101. That's a three. $147 million increase. Where do you think they got that? I have no clue. I can't find anything more. It's the United Methodist Church. That's what I was going to say. I actually did just Google that part of it. So what I, I'm not suggesting nefarious. It probably was a big donor. Is, is that your guess? It was just a big donor that came in. Well, and- I'm so curious about that because this is not a world that I totally understand like public campaigns, media yeah. campaigns, yeah. but I do. Yeah. I would guess that there's maybe somebody died and left their estate or I don't know they got some some big influx of cash but the the aesthetic is really interesting to me because yeah isn't it it is confusing isn't it, it? is confusing so Do my you see first why I was like have been evangelical LDS. but also progressive so I'm like what which what is it or is it like conscious yeah. evangelicals like uh, social conscious well that's what have been yeah I'm sort of surprised that it's UMC I mean it is very in line with traditional Wesleyan mm-hmm. ideas about identifying with the poor and prioritizing like social, right. socially, social holiness, as Wesley would have mm-hmm. um, termed it. So I'm not super surprised, but I'm also, this is very mainline to me because there's something that isn't, so I, I'm just going to say this, this is not a criticism of either party, but if evangelicals know how to do one thing, it's branding. Yes. Like an evangelical organization you would know what you were seeing like right away. Right. And then I always feel like Latter-day Saints are, you know, they kind of save the reveal for the end. That's why when they didn't really, it's usually like, I know, you know, something that could be blandly evangelical and at the very end, then it's Latter-day Saints. And so it's kind of like, (laughs) ta-da, surprise. But this one is confusing. And I, I actually think it's, maybe it's, this is my own idea that mainliners are less experienced with the kind of branding and the kind of they're new. They're new to this. They're like, well, what should we do? They're like the evangelicals have been popular, sort of. <laughs> We're gonna try this kind of stuff. I I'd be so interested to hear who is behind it uh, because I just it's very beautiful. Wanna, it's beautiful. It's, it's a gorgeous. Yeah, ad. It's, interesting. Three hundred million dollars. Anybody who whoa. comes up with that kind of money, okay, That's a lot. Got to move okay. on. Okay, okay. It is my turn. Oh, I'm going to tell you about something I'm very excited about, mm-hmm. which um, this, uh, this this story is from last week, I think February 11th. But um, the story is from The Guardian, best podcast of the week. The right. serial team tackle Ooh. Yes, Islamophobia in Birmingham in a riveting podcast called The Trojan Horse Affair. I binged it. I have listened to episode one and oh. I, I knew about this, but what I didn't did have think? it on my list. Oh, it's super fascinating, particularly the religion angle here. Let me guess. Oh my gosh. Can I get, no, you say it. What's, what's the angle here? That's well, so interesting. The thing that was so interesting to me was the relationship between the church and yep, the state. That's what I was going to say. Yep, right. Cause you know, I'm kind of obsessed with this question, but in the U S we have this disestablished thing where you cannot. So the story, the story of the Trojan horse affair is in brief mm-hmm. that a letter talking about a, an Islamic, um, conspiracy to take over British public education Mm -hmm. was found, I think in 2014 and the circumstances around the production of that letter and then how it, it actually changed a ton about how 
uh, public education was done in Britain Mm -hmm. and also about the relationship that British people, including British teachers, have to um, counterterrorism measures. It's an Mm. it's an extraordinary story. And the fascinating thing about it is no one initially knows who wrote the letter. So the whole question of the podcast is who wrote the letter? I'm looking at an image of the letter right now. It's an amazing story. But the thing that really stood out to me was how that is different than, I mean, so many similarities between us in the United, or in the UK, um, in the United States, and there's all kinds of questions about how public education should be done, and there are certainly ideological arguments about it, as we have experienced in our little town very recently. But this one, um, in, in the UK... What I thought was fascinating is they don't have a disestablished relationship between no, the church and quite, the state. Quite the in opposite. Fact, in yeah, fact. Yeah, British schools are required to provide students with a form of worship. As part of their schooling. Yes. Which now they said in the podcast, I was kind of curious because right when they said yeah. it, I was like, I wonder how many comply. And they were like, well, a lot of schools just don't comply with it. Sure. Which would said. be not super surprising. But one of the questions that came up is what happens when the demographics of a particular school change to where Christian Christian practices nope. are no longer the dominant right. form of religious because expression. Because that, that's the, in, in the official wording of the law, they're like, it should, pro- they actually say explicitly, it should probably lean toward being a Christian presentation. Yeah, but, but then it's like a 97% Muslim yeah, district. That's right. Isn't, isn't part of creating quality education, they seem to be asking. Right. You know, serving the students who you have. Right. Versus the students that you're, Oh you no, know. it's, I, I'm only on episode one, but I'm like, but I'm like, I'm clearly going to listen to this. And the, the, the dynamic between the hosts is, is super fun. Yes. Not as fun as we are, oh, but, yeah. but pretty pretty fun though. We need to do a whole episode about this fun because enough. it is sort of like a teacher-student relationship and there's yeah, yeah, so yeah. much there. I, I really enjoyed it. A podcast okay. on a podcast. Yeah. I'm sure that's been done Let's many do times. it. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Your turn. Next up, I will bring up this little article. Just a fun little article. Okay. Not, not a super heavy one. It's, it was the New York Times. It's called, um, Are Better Things Coming? Inshallah. Whatever language you speak, inshallah, can bring you hope. And, and the author here um, talks about a home that he grew up in, um, about the use of this phrase, inshallah, which is, um, which is a phrase that means, if God wills, mm. um, in like, Arabic. Like we'd um, say, God willing. A, God willing, yeah, yeah, God willing. And in fact, pointed out one thing that was kind of funny about it. It just goes into all the different uses of this term mm-hmm. um, in the Muslim or Arabic-speaking communities and how it's used. And in fact, there was a moment... Um, that it just came back to me. I thought watching the debate, the the debate between um, Trump and Biden, that Mm -hmm. Biden used the word inshallah. That is And in fact, he says in here, he says, unaware maybe of its non-secular significance, President Biden used the expression in reference to Bernie Sanders' Medicare for all plan. um, When he was, when Trump steered, he would launch his, when Trump steered, he would launch his tax returns. Biden responded with a breathless, when inshallah, (laughs) <laughs> which if that's what he said, it's, it's kind funny of a funny joke. kind of yeah. cultural awareness there. So, you know, I thought it was just a, a lighthearted fun story about a, a, a phrase. That's just, I don't know, just an interesting phrase to use. Inshallah. God, there's that Allah, yeah. Allah, you hear Allah in Inshallah. That's, that's God. That's just an Arabic. That's a generic Arabic word for God. Like our English yeah. word G O D. Well, you know, what's yeah. fascinating. I, I bet you Biden seems like someone who's pretty aware of religious themes and overtones so i'd be surprised if he didn't know that but he probably knew yeah yeah that's a funny that's fascinating story okay my turn yes it is this is a story from buzzfeed news Mm. um the headline is nothing sacred colon these apps reserve the right to sell your prayers oh yes it's a fascinating yes story about it starts with the story of a woman named katie 
who has all these, you know, difficult things going on in her life. And she decides she's going to share prayer requests mm-hmm. on pray.com, not knowing that the website mm-hmm. was basically selling her information to advertisers. I see. So including like, if she's like praying, like, Oh God, please let me find a job like in the like tech sector. And cause I really want to buy bicycles right. for my kids. Suddenly she's seeing ads for bikes bicycles and ads and for jobs in the tech sector. Yeah. So there's a whole thing oh. I hear about the ethics. It's nothing private anymore. I heard a stand up comedian recently. It was a woman. Um, she's kind of an ex evangelical type. I forgot her name. You could probably Google this exact joke. She's kind of popular now, but she okay. said something like she made this joke. She was like, you know, I really hope that God is real. Otherwise, I've whispered a lot of secrets to the wind. <laughs> Which, you know, um, you can whisper your secrets to pray.com and it's not just to the wind, my friends. Yeah, that's that's the part where, you know, what's interesting to me about these things are the how religion plays into this ongoing conversation about technology and legalities. So, mm-hmm. so many of the things that we're experiencing right now Many of them, I think, might be illegal in the future <laughs> generations, but the law lags behind. And so this does seem sort of, you know, if you're if you're thinking that this is going to the spirit in some sort of way, mm-hmm. doesn't it seem somehow dishonest? <laughs> I mean, that the uh, article. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a, it's it's a little it's a little disheartening, a little yeah. strange, but follows a theme we've of course been following on the pod, which is this kind of like digitization of all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I have several stories that I've buried, and I'm just waiting for a select time. Oh, I cannot wait to raise. I can't wait to hear that. Um, yeah, so your turn. Okay, have you ever heard of a phenomenon called the call of the void? It's a apparently it's I a. Have. It, you have. Yeah, because I know someone. Because, go ahead, go okay, ahead. Okay, okay. No. Apparently, this is a studied psychological phenomenon. I looked this up a few years ago because I was feeling, I felt this. I don't know if I feel it more than most people, but I was like, I did that thing like you go to Google like your therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, is it okay mm-hmm. if I sometimes, and you know, when things come up and I found this and I was like, yes. Okay, so basically it's an intrusive thought about imagining in a weird and uncharacteristic for you moment, doing something horrible that you don't actually want to do, something you mm-hmm. wouldn't do. Like mm-hmm. here's an example, a common one, standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon and you Ugh. think about just jumping over Ugh. or even pushing someone over, Scary. but you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't jump or push. Mm-hmm. It's almost like one theory of it is, is, is it's your brain kind of signaling danger to you. Like yes. saying really obviously like, here's the worst thing you could do right now. Make sure that doesn't happen. Right. Um, anyway, Here's an that example. That makes sense. That's credible to me. Here's a call of the void. I thought of the call of the void when I saw this story, which is kind of a funny story uh-huh. because it's a thing that would enter my mind to do, but I wouldn't do it. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for this. Here's the headline. Man disrupts Pope audience shouts, quote, <laughs> God rejects you <laughs> to the Pope. Oh um, dear. He shouted, the church is not the way God wants it. Of course, you could kind of always say that. It's yeah, that's true. evergreen. That's you that's know, evergreen. Jeremiah till now. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like if you were giving people advice, like for a charismatic Pentecostal service. Oh, yeah, there are yeah. a few things you could just say anytime. It's right? almost like wars and rumors of wars. Wars when, and when rumors is that of not wars. True? Yeah, you know, this is like this is a battle. You know, you yeah. could always say mm-hmm. that if you're just like criticizing the church, you, you could will be like, see surprising works. You're gonna see surprising works, like in the days of Noah, right. in the days of Elijah, yeah. and Abraham, and Jacob, and Isaac. Yeah, yeah, okay. there will be floods. There will be floods. He also said, um, he also said, God rejects you, Father. You are not a king. So that's fascinating. So those are some things that were said. He basically heckled the Pope. You know, during a live performance of the Pope. Is that what he calls his things? Performances? I'm guessing he does. He's like, hello, the good people of France. What's going on, France? I think think Pope Francis could take it. 
he he seems like I a, bet he was a pope fine. who could totally roll with it. I bet he was. I bet he was fine. Yeah, I bet he. Way to his go. non fancy outfits and whatnot. I bet, I bet he just kind of stood back. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I am. This one is actually a story that I have a small quote in. Um, oh. Yeah. And I didn't know it was going to run. Your fancy. This week. Um, it is a story in Christianity Today. And Very the headline good. is, an AI aims to be first Christian celebrity of the metaverse. What? It is a story about a gospel producer slash musician slash entrepreneur who has created a basically a worship uh, leader named oh, JC I, oh, who is artificial. And he sings songs like with lyrics like holy, holy, holy. Yeah. We praise you. We praise you. <laughs> yeah. I wonder like what would an AI generated worship song sound like? I think it would sound like the Lord bless you and keep you. Um, I, I'm just kidding. That song is a mega hit, mega um, hit recently. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a really fascinating. I, I think we, we were always going to head down this this. It was bound to happen. Direction. And I am curious. Okay, so I want to ask you about this, which yep. is, so one of the things that I talked with him about is something that you and I have talked about before, mm-hmm. which is this whole thing about, Humans can only go so far with certain forms of technology before they are they find it to be repulsive. Correct. That this whole concept called the uncanny valley. You look into like, the eyes, the dead mannequin eyes yeah, of a robot. You don't like, want to look at like a computer shaped like a human head or something like that. Um, right. Even though the human brain is by I think most accounts, like a major amazing computer. So anyhow, so um, my question is, is there any way that people could overcome the uncanny valley with a worship leader? Here's, okay, here's the worship leader right here. This is from a website called This Person Does Not Exist. It's just random, infinite AI generated humans that, <laughs> that have never existed. That guy does look like he could be a worship Doesn't leader. Doesn't he? Okay. Oh, you got to yeah. go to that site. Oh, yeah. This person does not exist. This person does not exist. I, you know, it, everyone's trying to, okay, everyone's trying to um, scrap up land right now in the metaverse, land mm-hmm. that does not exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Will we all go with them? I don't know. Yeah. I, it's it's very, uh, that's a great story. Congratulations on the, uh, Thank the interview you. line in that. Episode. Oh, thanks. 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 To You're famous. Me. She's and famous. Dr. Payne mm-hmm. is famous. Let's just get over Hilarious. it. I'm jealous. Okay. I'm getting Hilarious. over it. I'll get over it with this story. <laughs> You've been on TV, but anyway. That's keep true. Going. How many, yeah. How many, uh, what is that worth exactly? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Go look up the Phoenicians episode <laughs> on um, America. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, memeable. I, I forgot actually what the title is. The, the memeable Dr. Brian. It Dick. happened. Okay. Okay. Go, um, keep going. Okay. 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 This one, I really like this headline. The headline, okay. Eric Clapton claims he was mind controlled. <gasps> now, why was he mind controlled? Because he took the COVID-19. Oh, uh, Eric Clapton Eric claims Clapton. people vaccinated against COVID-19 are under, quote, hypnosis. Now, he did get vaccinated. He joins the ranks of the boomer musicians like Van Morrison at all. <laughs> okay. Who, okay. But he just says, like, um, he says maybe he was mind controlled into getting in and we're all being mind controlled. And um, really, he said he was talking about Van Morrison and he said Morrison 76 complained that he wasn't quote allowed unquote to freely object to vaccine oh, requirements. No. Oh, cause I'm just like, he's like, my kids made me do it. Yeah. I don't, does that, does that equal <laughs> mind control? Now I've got this dude up on my screen again. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, really he's, he's kind of creeping me out. AI worship pastors yeah. looking, looking yeah. at him. He looks so real though. Okay. okay my I've, got, turn. I've got one more left and you've got one more left. Okay. Here you go. This is sticking with the boomer musician theme. Good. Oh, yes. Come on. Put it in there. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, Neil Young. This story was was cracking me up a little bit. But Neil Young, um, in protest of Spotify giving a platform to Joe Rogan, someone who we've talked about on this show. Yeah, we 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 neutrally cited Joe Rogan on the previous. We were not pro Joe Rogan. We didn't know. We didn't know he was going to be in trouble. Okay. This is sort of like one of those those dolls that has like smaller dolls inside of it. Yes. 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 Um. So Neil Young has argued that he or he has taken his songs off of Spotify for putting Joe Rogan's podcast on Spotify and he's upset with Joe Rogan's podcast because Joe Rogan has given platform to numerous conspiracies and anti-vax misinformation and stuff like that and he just wants to hear just do your research just listen to the people talk yeah yeah um and I I bring up Neil Young because back in my day he was one of those quote-unquote secular artists that evangelicals like to use like Heart of Gold that I just played a little version was the the song that people were like I'm looking for a heart of gold you know like God. <laughs> like Neil Young. Yeah. Neil, anyway, Young, Neil Young has a heart. You go, of gold. Neil. Okay, Neil. Yeah. And finally. Um, now, this is a little bit of an older one, but uh, I, okay. I was I was shocked. Uh-oh. Professor leaves university stunned after unleashing profanity laced rant, <laughs> vowing to randomly assign grades. I love now, this story. Barry Mailer of Fer- of of you know, this university, mm-hmm. he, now he did it. He did, he did a rant. Now here's the religious. We thing. are not endorsing this rant by uh, the way. No, but he said that their grades would be determined by quote, the Calvinist doctrine of predestination <laughs> quote. There's absolutely nothing you can do. You have no control over your grade. It doesn't matter how expletive hard you work or how good your grades are. My grading system is based on the Calvinist doctrine of predestination. Oh yeah. Care, <laughs> care to comment on is that yes. is this good Calvinism? Yes. Um I loved that story. I'm not saying that I endorsed the rant, but um I thought it was very creative that he brought it in. And you know, for context, a hundred years from now when people are listening to this podcast, ha ha ha. This is right at the height of when people professors were having to go yet again yep. into online ed and not everybody was prepared for that and not everybody was happy about it. And it kind of reminded me of that scene from Network. I think it's a 1976 film where like he's not going to take it anymore. That was like the academic version of that. I I was excited about it because I thought this guy's going to become a total folk hero. And I think well, he has. You know, look, Barry, uh, maybe someday you won't have to teach in any modality that you don't want to. Inshallah. Inshallah. Thanks for listening, weirdos. For more, find us on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and our website, weirdreligion.com. Keep it weird. Yes.